Hello, you are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick, and with me today I have Julie Kudasov, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Value Portfolio. Julie, thank you very much for being here and taking the time to speak to our listeners. Hello, Jordan. Happy to be here. Julie, the first quarter of 2021 saw a continuation of strong performance similar to that we saw late Q4 2020. Can you talk about some of the key drivers in the markets that have impacted this? Yes. It was another robust quarter for the equity markets, driven by continued optimism of an economic recovery. Optimism supported by two key factors, a massive COVID-19 vaccination rollout globally and another generous fiscal stimulus package announced here in the U.S. As you mentioned, the first quarter was the continuation of the recovery that started with the positive vaccine announcement in November. Typical for an early recovery, it's been led by cyclical sectors such as financials, industrials, and materials, with defensive sectors such as utilities and consumer staples lagging, and smaller cap names outperforming larger caps. One significant development this quarter, steepening of the yield curve, with a 10-year U.S. Treasury yield up over 60 basis points, reflecting recovery expectations. What were some of the key contributors to returns during the first quarter of 2021 for the small cap value portfolio? Our strongest performing sector was consumer staples, driven by national beverage, ticker FIZZ, which was our top stock contributor for the quarter. Other top contributors included Cheesecake Factory, ticker Cake, Thor Industries, ticker THO, Scott's Miracle Grow, ticker SMG, and Brooks Automation, ticker BRKS. National Beverage develops, manufactures, and markets flavored beverages, soft drinks, juices, teas, and sparkling waters. The company's most recognizable brand is LaCroix in the flavored sparkling water category. Benefiting from consumer increasing preference for healthier drinks, sparkling water has been the fastest-growing beverage segment in the U.S. And thanks to the strength of the LaCroix brand, National Beverage continues to demonstrate solid sales growth despite aggressive competition from industry giants such as Coke with its AHA line and Pepsi with its bubbly offering. We believe that National Beverage will maintain its leading market share in the fast-growing sparkling water market. Importantly, a solid free cash flow generator, the company funds its growth internally while maintaining a strong balance sheet and returning excess cash to shareholders in the form of sizable special dividends. Julie, on the other side, can you walk us through a key detractor to return during the first quarter of 2021 as well? The first quarter's market performance was driven by low-quality names, which is a headwind for us. We see companies that exhibit solid earnings stability on par or better than that of the S&P 500. In our experience, they hold up much better during periods of economic distress and consequently tend to lag the market during periods of robust recoveries, similar to the one we observed in the first quarter. As a result, the strategy lagged the Russell 2000 Value Index, primarily due to unfavorable stock selection in the consumer discretionary, industrials, and financial sectors, cyclical sectors, where our holdings are particularly different from those in the benchmark. Lastly, as ticker LESL, a consumer discretionary name we added in the fourth quarter, was the largest stock detractor. 
Other detractors included Terminix Global Holdings, ticker TMX, Enica Therapeutics, ticker ANIK, Avatac, ticker EVTC, and Jack Henry Associates, ticker JKHY. Leslie's is the largest and only direct-to-consumer pool and Sparkia product provider with national scale. The company's network of over 900 locations is larger than the sum of the next 20 competitors. Even on Amazon, Leslie's supplies the bulk, about 40% of category sales. Shares lagged despite continued solid operating results. The company's long-term revenue growth has been very steady, supported by the inherently stable nature of the industry. Even if you don't use your pool, you still need to maintain it. We believe that Leslie's is well-positioned to benefit from strong housing demand and continued population migration to the Sun Belt. Most importantly, the company's scale and brand power are far greater than those of its competitors. As retail becomes increasingly digital, Leslie's should continue gaining market share at the expense of smaller peers that lack the resources needed to compete. Julie, last question. As we move into Q2, what are some of the key considerations you're looking at from a portfolio level? We entered this year with more confidence and expect further normalization, albeit cautiously, as COVID-19 has proven to be an unpredictable enemy as evidenced by a recent case resurgence in Europe. One can discuss the outlook today without touching on the interest rate environment and inflation expectations. Our companies are strong free cash flow generators, self-funding entities that do not rely on external capital for growth. So for them, a less accommodative rate environment tends to serve as a tailwind from a competitive standpoint. As it relates to the inflation concerns, we believe that our companies are also better protected. We shy away from capital intensity and direct commodity exposures, and in our view, our company's leading market positioning provides them with robust pricing power, including an ability to pass through any input cost increases to their customers. We're stock pickers. Bottom-up investors first and foremost. Investors in businesses, more so than investors in stocks. Needless to say, when the market is at the highs, finding attractive valuations is more challenging, but we are able to identify pockets of opportunity. We're always looking for companies that are positioned to benefit from structural shifts occurring in their industries. And the pandemic has created or accelerated a number of such shifts, most important of which is digital transformation. We will continue doing what we have always done, looking for differentiated, protectable businesses, self-funding entities producing superior returns on capital from under-leveraged balance sheets, an attractive set of characteristics for any environment, and certainly very relevant today. Julie, as always, thank you for your time and the insight you provide our KaneCast listeners. We look forward to future conversations. Thanks, Jordan. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. 
this communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.